Shabbat, first day or last? In the immensely lengthy and detailed accounting of the making of the Mishkan, the tabernacle, the Torah tells the story twice, first in Truman Tzitzavez's divine instruction, then in Vayakel and Pekudeh's human implementation. In both cases, the construction of the building is juxtaposed to the command of Shabbat. And there are, of course, halachic and theological implications. First, according to Jewish tradition, the juxtaposition was intended to establish the rule that Shabbat overrides the making of the tabernacle. Not only is the seventh day a time when secular work comes to an end, it also brings rest from the holiest of labors, making a house for God. Indeed, the oral tradition defines work, malacha, which is forbidden on Shabbat, in terms of the 39 activities involved in making the sanctuary. At a more metaphysical level, the sanctuary mirrors, in fact, is the human counterpart to the divine creation of the universe. Just as divine creation culminates in Shabbat, so does human creation. The sanctity of place takes second position to the holiness of time. However, there is one marked difference between the account of God's instruction to build the sanctuary and Moses' instruction to the people. In the first case, the command of Shabbat appears at the end, after the details of the construction. That's in our parasha. But in the second case, at the beginning of Vayakel, Shabbat appears at the beginning, before the details of the sanctuary. Why so? The Gemara in Shabbat raises the following question. What happens if you're far away from human habitation and you forget what day it is and there's no one around to ask? How do you observe Shabbat? The Gemara offers two answers. Rab Chonah says if you're traveling on a road or in a wilderness and you don't know when it's Shabbat, you count six days from the day you realize that you've forgotten and then you observe the seventh day is Shabbat. Rabbi Chia Barav said, first you observe the first day, the first full day after you realize, and then you count the six weekdays. And what do they differ? One master holds it's like the world's creation. The other holds that it's like the case of Adam, the first human. From God's point of view, Shabbat was the seventh day of creation. But from the point of view of the first human beings who were created on the sixth day, Shabbat was their first full day. So the debate is about which perspective we should adopt. And thus, at the simple level, we can apply the Gemara to the case of the command of the Mishkan. From God's point of view, the Shabbat was, uh, comes last when God is speaking about the tabernacle, but when Moses, a human being, is speaking about it, Shabbat comes first. For God, Shabbat was the last day. For human beings, it's the first day. However, there's something more fundamental at stake. When it comes to divine creation, there's no gap between intention and execution. God speaks and the world comes into being. In relation to God, Isaiah says, I make known from the, e the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. In other words, God knows in advance how things will turn out. With human beings, it's otherwise. Often we can't see the outcome at the outset. A great novelist may not know how the story will turn out until he's written it nor a composer, a symphony, nor an artist, a painting. Creativity is fraught with risk. All the more so is this true of human history. 
the law of unintended consequences tells us that revolutions rarely turn out as planned. Policies designed to help the poor may have the opposite effect. Hayek coined the phrase the fatal conceit for what he saw as the almost inevitable failure of social engineering, the idea that you can plan human behavior in advance. You can't. One alternative is simply to let things happen as they will. But this kind of resignation is wholly out of keeping with the Jewish view of history. The sages said, Wherever you find the word, and it came to pass, then that's a prelude to tragedy. When things merely come to pass, when we let history take its own course, it rarely has a happy ending. But the other solution, unique as far as I know to Judaism, is to reveal the end at the beginning. That's the meaning of Shabbat from a human perspective. Shabbat is not simply a day of rest. It's an anticipation of the end of history, the Messianic age. On it we recover the lost harmonies of the Garden of Eden. We do not strive to do. We are content simply to be. We're not permitted to manipulate the world. Instead, we celebrate it as God's supreme work of art. We're not allowed to exercise power or dominance over other human beings. Not even domestic animals, rich and poor, inhabit the Shabbat alike with equal dignity and freedom. No utopia has ever been realized the word utopia itself means no place, with one exception, the world to come. The reason is that we rehearse it every week, one day in seven. Shabbat is a full dress rehearsal for an ideal society that has not yet come to pass, but it will do because we know what we are aiming at, because we experienced it at the beginning, and we experience it again every week. So we now begin to sense the full symbolic drama of the making of the tabernacle. In the wilderness, long before they crossed the Jordan and entered the promised land, God told the Israelites to build a miniature universe, a microcosm. It would be a place of carefully calibrated order, just as the universe is a place of carefully calibrated order, fine-tuned for the emergence of life. Just so did the tabernacle have to be exact in its construction and dimensions. The building of the tabernacle was a symbolic prototype of the beginning building of a society. Just as it was an earthly home for the divine presence, so would society become if the Israelites honored God's laws. The ultimate end of such a society is the harmony of existence that we have not yet experienced, living as we do in a world of work and striving, conflict and competition. God, however, wanted us to know what we are aiming at so that we wouldn't lose our way in the wilderness of time. That is why when it came to the human execution of the building of the tabernacle, Shabbat came first. Even though in global terms, the Shabbat of history, the messianic age, the world to come, will come last. God let us know the end at the beginning, the fulfilled rest that follows creative labor, the peace that will one day take the place of strife, so that we would catch a glimpse of the destination before beginning the journey. Only those who know where they are traveling to will get there, however fast or slow they go.